Boom, we're live. Welcome to the Short Convos podcast here with Az Miralai and JC Warrior of Light Cashman. And we're all over everything, can't we? We are all over everything. Spotify, Apple, YouTube, wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. As we had a comment uh, on our, I think it was a YouTube channel, and uh, the the comment puzzled me slightly, actually, to be honest. Uh, but we like <laughs> to have a combo, don't we? So let's let's combo. So people, please do comment and everything. Uh, it, did they say we spoke about some uh, a pregnant lady throwing themselves down the stairs? What what on earth was that? Apparently, the the comment was basically two men mansplaining which i'm sure we'll get to in a second on mental health uh whilst talking about pushing pregnant women down the stairs yeah yeah uh we don't i don't we've i've listened for it again just to be sure i'm pretty sure we didn't mention pushing pregnant women down the stairs maybe they're referencing an old episode but i still don't remember anything of the sort i could be wrong welcome to time stamp it for anyone yeah Uh, yeah let us know let us know and yeah this new word it's a new word for me mansplaining yes is, yeah is, this... what is it well the origins of this word were from i believe it was in 2008 a feminist wrote an article uh or a woman who believes in feminism wrote an article and this was on this phenomenon that happens where men interrupt women to explain something to them that they think they won't know uh, and this came across on this occasion she was talking about the guy was trying to explain photography to her and the photograph he was trying to explain happened to be her photograph. Uh, So it was just this idea that there's this weird conception that that women know less about things and need men to explain it to them. I think that's the origins. Uh, I think the word has been a little perversed for want of a better word, like overused uh, to now wherever a man gives his opinion on something, it must be that he's mansplaining because uh, it's just an it's just an ignorant man uh explaining himself and therefore is wrong well we'll have to fix that won't we let's get a, a female on at some point and we'll fix that uh, we leave that with do. me we'll, we'll fix that Obviously, although i must we- say without getting into too much of a rant about it uh, i've i'm not keen on the word mansplaining if you want to call us uh, ignorant, or if you want to say that we were being condescending or patronized, oh, yeah. whatever you want to say, yeah. that's fine. You're well entitled to your opinion to do so. But I don't see why you have to associate it to our gender, to the fact that we're two men having a conversation about mental health. Uh, I just don't quite see where that, where that kind of lies other than to deal with your own personal agenda. Yeah. So. There we go. It is, we won't dwell it, yeah. on these. We things. won't dwell. We won't dwell. <laughs> but I suppose everyone's entitled, aren't they? Everyone's entitled. We have our opinion. They have their opinion. Everyone's yeah. Well, that's it. And uh, we've said that if we're gonna come on here and share our opinions, we've got to expect that people are gonna comment every now and then yeah. and have a different opinion. Nothing wrong with it. But that's where yeah. conversation starts, isn't it? Like, I, did, did I say this in a previous uh, episode? If I have, I might be repeating. Uh, but who would you have around a dinner table if you could have any free? people did we say this before we have no we might uh, so uh, so if you could have anyone around a dinner table uh past or present as in they don't have to be from the same decade it could uh, be thousands of years apart uh alive or not who, who would you have around the dinner table with you okay free people i obviously yeah. don't need to know them they could be celebs and all yeah the rest it, of it. I, we're throwing it out there it could be anyone really anyone 
Okay. Uh, David Attenborough would be one. Uh, I just think he's done so much cool stuff and there'd just be so much to talk about. Uh, I would love to listen to just him talk. Uh, Stephen Fry. Okay. And him really interesting. I love some of his views on stuff. And then some of his things, I find them quite polarizing. Uh, but I just think as a conversationalist, he'd be a, he'd be a good person to have around the table. Uh, and I feel like I should have a woman around the table just to balance, <laughs> things, <laughs> balance things out a little bit. Who would I have? Probably Annie Lennox. That's uh, a good shout, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love her music for a start, but I've always been fascinated about... But would you be waiting in vain for her all the time? Or is it going to just be a bit of walking on glass? <laughs> I love, love the references. Yeah. I love it. But she was, they yeah, they would, they would be my free. That would be my dinner table. I'd, I'd enjoy that meal. You? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, would, I could be boring and say Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Lee, people like that who are, you know, inspiration and people you just want to chat to. So I, I, yes. I'm not going to be boring and go, that wouldn't be boring for me, but I'm not going to give. Uh, we're based on what we started talking about, I would go with uh, Nelson Mandela, uh, Hitler, and uh, Genghis Khan or someone like that, because I think that would make a good dinner table. Yeah. Uh, and I think Genghis Khan was a cannibal as well, wasn't he? So uh, I think you he know just, what you're eating. Yeah, I, I think it would just make for good conversation. And uh, that, that's what I have learned is uh, someone very wise said to me earlier, uh, not earlier, a little while back, that. Uh, they associate themselves with people that are also healthy for them as well, that don't necessarily have the same views. It's important in business, in uh, sport, in different things to have people that don't always, yes sir, no sir, yes sir, no sir, not necessarily be negative or have their own agenda. I don't mean it from that point of view, but someone that's going to have a different opinion. And yes. uh, I had it, uh, there's a guy that uh, I work with the tournament side things and that, and I'm very uh, black and white. I'm very, well, that's the rule. That's what it is. You're disqualified. Whereas he works very much in the shade of gray. And uh, it's like, you know, rules can be bent. They can be manipulated. And his point of view is because if you give someone something, at one point, you're going to be able to get something from them at another point. Uh, so in a simple term of, all right, I'll let this one ride. But then when it comes, the shoes on the other foot, they can turn around and say, well, you know, I let that one ride. Well, what about you this time? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I find that, that interesting. But I think too much of one thing is, isn't good kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. If, you're, if your opinion is solely, you see this a lot with celebrities where they get surrounded by yes men. Uh, mm. And then they end up going a little bit insane because just nothing they say is ever challenged or questioned. And then you end up in a place where you kind of feel you're infallible and can do no wrong. And then you start doing some real outlandish wrong. mad <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, some wrong. Uh, and then things get a little out of control. Yeah, but yeah, that's for yeah. sure. You gotta, you gotta be comfortable with having conversations with people, like you said, that don't share the exact same values because normally you learn something new from it don't you yeah and it's that whole balancing energy again isn't it yes so let, let's be very british let's talk about the weather 
Alphabet oh, yes. at your end. We did this last week. We get to carry it on. That's very yeah. British. <laughs> let's, let's be very British. Alphabet well, last week we end. had the heat wave and we yeah. were all passing out. This week we're in typical British fashion. It lasted all of a week. And now we're back to uh, very classic British weather. It's wet. It's cold. It's gray. It can't decide if it's raining or not. So it only seems to do it sporadically for a moment. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty standard British affair, I'd say. British you said, summertime. You said last week, like you're solar powered, you need that that rain, that sun. Do you notice immediate effects with the change of the weather? No, it, it, but I I really feel it in the winter. So after it's been about three months of rain and cloud, then I really start to it starts to wear on me a little bit. Uh, but a week here, a week there, even a month, it's not a problem. And then living in England, I've always said, if you can't get anything done because it's rainy and cloudy, you're living in the wrong country. Uh, mm. You can't live here if you can't deal with rain and cloud because it's just, that's the rain majority again. of yeah. the time, right? Uh, but no, so I, I don't feel it immediately. I just know that when the sun is on me, I'm better for it. Uh, so yeah. if, if I can get that more often than I try to, but it's, uh, it's not the end of the day. I find it's actually uh, the reverse. Like I don't notice the sun on me as such, but I notice when the weather changes like this. Uh, I don't know if it's an atmospheric uh, thing goes on, but I notice myself and people around me. It's like you're hit with a lethargic fat, and okay. it's. Uh, I notice it when it changes like this, and uh, people around you, you, you can just sense there's a uh, something like. Oh, obviously with the rain, everyone goes indoors, don't they? There's less. You know, people in a hurry to get in and out of cars and into it. So there's physical changes, but you don't, you don't notice that yourself. Not as much. I, yeah, I'm aware of it, but I, I've just, I've, oh, I've tried to make a real point of not letting it be something that stops me. Uh, just, just because it, it's just, just, just too much of it in the UK, too much rain to, to let it. So I, I've consciously pushed that feeling down of, uh, of letting it, get to me too much i've got i've written it down actually um was it called gong or something like that there's a chinese thing i used to see this medicine man years ago and he said about it and there's a, a chinese like they have a lot of alternative medicine and uh, there's a a a knowledge and expression of saying about the change to shift this this gong effect or i might not yes. be using the, the the right word uh, but yeah the, how'd your week be the, the week's been fine. It's not been, I would say it's been a very undramatic week. I don't know about you, uh, but with everything that's been going on in the world for the past few months, this week has felt very, oh, that was cute. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <missed> that. <laughs> I caught just the edge of it. Poppy, do it again. I've missed it. We've got a Poppy and a penguin. Penguin hey, outfit for those that can't see it. Good to see you. How are you? Good. Excellent. That's all we needed. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it felt very undramatic, for want of a better word. It was just okay. a very a very standard week, of albeit of the new standard. Uh, nothing in particular jumped jumped out at me. Did you notice anything this week my, other than my, the shift in weather? Yeah, my obviously there is that, that but uh, my word this week is adaptability. 
Okay. And I really noticed that over the last week. And I would like to think I'm quite a resourceful, adaptable person. Uh, however, I do like to always order the same same thing from a restaurant, uh, from like a takeaway or that kind of thing. I like, I know what I like, uh, but I'd like to feel I'm an adaptable person. And in this uh, climate that we've lived in, you know, for a good few months now, you know, maybe indefinitely going forward, I've adapted. But I've noticed uh, how some of the world isn't adapting and uh, some people are sort of sticking their heels in and uh, like uh, I, uh, yesterday we uh, we had a kid come to the club to get his belt and uh, he's just waiting for it all to go back to normal he's uh, you know he's got some uh, additional needs and everything he's waiting for it to all go back to normal uh, which is quite often the case you know uh, they, they like a certain structure and everything else and I don't think it's going to be and I think we're going to unless we all learn or is that just life itself if we don't learn to adapt uh, then we're going to be stuck aren't we yeah I think this is a bit of an extreme example of it that's bringing it to more people's attention because I think when people hear that adapt or overcome it falls on deaf ears a lot of the time because they don't really see it affect them directly as much it may be every now and then something happens in life to affect you directly but I think where this has been such a worldwide thing and we are all for better or for worse affected uh, it's definitely something that more people are noticing that there's certain people who are continuing to manage or to thrive and there are certain people who are just being left behind and it's not you can't say it's their fault but there's definitely a thing about personal responsibility and taking it on one's shoulders to make sure you do what you need to do to, to survive, to get on with stuff. Uh, and now it's beyond survive, isn't it? Because it, it's a case of, well, you've got, you got to make sure your kids are happy. You've got to make sure that you're healthy. You just have to find a way to do these things within the confines of what's changed. Yeah, and uh, um, you know, people can obviously listen to these podcasts at different times and might be listening back when it will change again. But I'm really intrigued to see, like, if we've had six months of this now, what the next six months of it's gonna gonna bring. You know, what's changed in this six months? What could change again in a in another six months? And uh, yes. the adaptability that would be needed there. Yeah, my word. If if yours has been adapting, my word has been acceptance. Uh, I'm trying to just understand, and I guess it's part of the adapting process that you, we can't do everything the way we would want to do them, but we can still do things. And I think that's something that's really important for people to get a handle on for, for their own well-being, just for your, your, your mental headspace. I think if you're always in a place of resistance where you're trying to fight against what is, that's just a bit of a miserable place to live your life in all the time. I don't know if it's necessary to just constantly be pushing against it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we spoke about that place, uh, that pressure plate a little while ago, didn't we? About we being did. in a place of resistance, but this is different. This isn't like striving to make yourself uh, a better person and doing the extra hours or, you know, saying things to people that need to be said or, you know, where, whatever it, it is. Uh, this is different. This is uh this is more of an external thing, isn't it? What I was talking about, there are more internal factors that you can control yourself, the way that you think, the way that you plan your day, you can, you can, you control that. But these are factors which I don't feel uh, are in one's control that you have to adapt to. Do you remember the film Liar Liar with Jim Carrey? 
Oh, I'm going to say uh, I've seen it, but I can't be sure. I'm it's not sure. where... I, know, I remember it coming out. His kid made a wish that he couldn't tell a lie. So the whole film is based around him being forced to tell the truth. He, it's quite an old film now, isn't it? I oh, yeah, really we're talking it, early yeah. 90s. And there's yeah. the, the first part of it where he, he's figuring out that he can only tell the truth. He's trying to resist it. And he gets this pen and he tries to say that the pen is red, even though it's a blue pen. And then he's trying to write that it's red, but it, his body is just forced to write that it's blue. And he's just, he basically beats himself up over this pen, trying to convince himself that this pen is red, even though he knows and everyone knows that it's blue. And that's what I kind of feel like people are doing. There's some very clear, very obvious evidence of what's going on in the world right now but people are so reluctant to accept it. Then you hear all this stuff about conspiracy theories and, uh, and everything being done by the government and all of that. And it feels like you're just, you're fighting against something that just doesn't need to be fought against. I don't mm. know. I might be completely in the wrong with that one. Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I just think what is the point in putting so much energy into resisting what's happening right now? Yeah. Outside of your control. Outside, outside of your control yes you know, yes like we did the podcast with uh Jaddy on black lives matters i think we all have a a say in that we all have a control over how we think but uh, you know this pandemic this virus this whatever it's come along we just got to deal with it haven't we yeah it's it's hard and i i i feel bad that sometimes we always tend to talk about it but I don't see how people can't talk about it because it's, it affects everything. It's like, it's all encompassing at the moment. So to mm. try and, I understand sometimes you need to do things to escape from it, but to, to pretend like it's not happening, which is what I feel like some people are doing. They're just pretending like it's done. I just don't, I don't understand that thought process other than mm. it being like the animal sticking their head in the sand and hoping for the predator to go away. Yeah, yeah. I can see you. You can see me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a strange attitude, but who knows? Had a uh, interesting uh, one last night uh, conversation with uh, our eldest daughter, and uh, it was going down the line again. Last week, we was it last week or the week before? I've lost track now. We we're talking about devices, weren't we? Last and week. it was last week we were talking about devices, and it came up. And uh, I, uh, she'd been really tired, like really tired day. She was all lethargic, et cetera, et cetera. We weren't going into detail. And I suggested, look, we're all going to leave our devices downstairs, myself included. I could do with getting a load of bits. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I could do with getting a load of bits done, but I'm not going to. I'm going to leave it all downstairs. I'd like you to do the same. And uh, CCRL, she's quite articulate. She doesn't just, you know, run off in a teenage drop or anything. And she's like, I want to know why I can't have my device. And it's like, well, I think, you know, come midnight, because she had had a couple of late nights where she's staying up late, you know, and everything else. And it's like, just tonight, leave it downstairs. And uh, the, the short and long what I'm getting to is uh, we... Lauren and I, our opinion, and her opinion wasn't meeting because she doesn't remember life without a device. All of her life, had, there's been some screen that you could touch, uh, but Lauren and I, um, wife and I, remember before the devices, and we remember the benefit of that uh, yes. in comparison. And we were saying, Lauren was saying, 
quite happily we'd like people to take our devices away you know we do spend and i do like devices they're functional they're useful and you know really to a degree we couldn't do what we do without them at the moment uh, but i do like the idea of being device free especially occasionally uh, but it's we're trying to get her to understand that without taking away what is i suppose I can't think of another. It's like turning around and say you can't have a car, I suppose, yeah. where, when you've always had a car. Uh, I can't think of another, or you can't eat with knife and fork. You always, I can't think of another example. But do, do you, you're a little bit younger than me. Do you remember a time before a phone? Before I, I remember a time before a computer. We, we did, I remember the time we had the first computers, tiny computers, and everyone went out and bought a computer for the first time. Yeah, well, so my dad was in computing from a very from me being a very young age. He worked for Microsoft when I was free onwards. So I don't remember a childhood without computers, laptops, phones uh, being around. So no, uh, personally, it, I don't. It, it obviously definitely happens, but but it didn't happen for me. Uh, but I really do feel the benefit of very intentionally taking breaks from technology uh, and in particular for me, social media. Uh, so I've now got in the habit of physically deleting the applications from my phone. Uh, I you don't go that have, far. I go that far. And it's, it's because I've, I've identified in myself, I struggle to have a healthy relationship with it. Uh, and that's the, that's the friction I need to put between me and it to make sure that I don't overuse it or, or overpost or anything like overconsume. Uh, and I found what I've realized is it's just so easy. Like you delete it, it takes all of a second. And when I want it back, it takes all of a second to get it back. Uh, it doesn't take that long. But when I kind of automatically pick up my phone and go, but, but, and it's not there, it interrupts the pattern in my head and I go, you know what? I don't need to check Instagram right now. I don't need to check Facebook. I can do something else. Um, and, I, and I find if I do that for a few days in a row, I just feel better. Just in general, in every way, shape and form, a little less anxious, a little less concerned with everything else. I just do better if it's less technology. So that if, if, if CeCe's listening to this, I would, yeah. I, my recommendation would be just try it on your own accord. Cause I think that's the other thing. Maybe you taking it away. Oh yeah. What, you yeah. know what I mean? But if but she this was our it, point uh, yesterday, we weren't trying to take it away. Cause I do yes. do that. I do do that. You know, we take it as a good punishment tool. Yes. Uh, but it wasn't, a, that's our point. We were saying, this isn't a punishment. This isn't, we're just trying to aren't you to understand a time there was before it. And it wasn't yeah. all bad. <laughs> I t uh, I've got the analogy you want. It's like someone who's always eaten unhealthy. Uh, they've just always ate junk food all the time. They don't know how good it feels to eat yes. healthy food yeah, and have that feeling of when you're a bit more, you've yeah, got more I'm energy and all that. the rest of it. And, and you hear people all the time and they say, but I feel fine. I eat what I eat and I, I feel fine. It's like, I'm sure you do, but you have no point of reference of how good you could feel yeah. if you didn't. And I think that's the yeah. thing is, you have a point of reference of how clear your mind felt or whatever it was that happens when you don't use it. Uh, and she doesn't have that point of reference. Just Point, for, point of uh, reference is coming out for sure. Going to use, use that one. And uh, this kind of ties into what I was going to uh, mention next. And I think it came up, have you got the bell ready? 
the gong. Uh, I think it came up when we did our martial arts special. Uh, I was uh, thinking about that whole whole process of growing up, and uh, I don't think you ever ever stop growing up. Uh, no. I don't think you ever, like, it's only an age, but I don't think you ever become an adult. You just have to behave like an adult or choose to use your experience by an adult. Uh, does that yeah. make sense to you? Yeah. I, like the, I don't remember where I heard it. I don't know if it's a song lyric, but kids having kids is something that I've just always found a bit funny because the idea, you're like, you see your parents, you only ever see them as adults. You never, mm. you never perceive them as children or teenagers. But in a certain respect, in their own minds, they're just kids having kids. And then, yeah, like you said, you just kind of grow up by mm. proxy of what happens to you, you know, just, yeah. just by experience and life. And some people grow up a lot less than others, don't they? Yeah, I think that can be sometimes down to what you experience through life as well. Uh, you know, your your maturity comes at different stages for, from that. And yeah. uh, I, I would have said myself personally, I, uh, I've been immature for a longer period of time. Just in my general way of thinking and doing, I would say, not not even in a negative sense, just as just emotionally involved. And then I grew up really quickly in a really short amount of time. And, uh, you know, on the apps where here using devices and analogy where it shows like the storage amounts, I, yeah. I would say, you know, I had quite a real comfortable period for some time where I didn't really have to take on much responsibility and all of a sudden all this shit happened. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm now really responsible. Uh, do you feel your, your growing up has been quite steady? I've I have really clear memories of always being told I was an old man in a young man's <laughs> body. Uh, people used to call me. Like, I used to say I had one foot in the grave, but like as a teenager, uh, like I was a grumpy old man just moaning at the world. So I, yeah, I've always had what old man energy is what I call it. Um, but I've definitely felt the growth spurts at different stages in life like you said shit happens and then you go oh man like i need to level up being a grown-up at this point because i gotta take this on board uh and grow but i can see i can see why you would have had it the way you feel like you experienced it uh my earliest memory of of feeling like oh i need to grow up now is when my parents got divorced uh and my dad moved out and then suddenly i felt a responsibility. I am the man. I am man of house, or everyone else is woman. I must learn to, you know, change light bulb, fix, fix door handle, blah blah blah. Uh, that was my earliest thing. Where is I was that like, you oh, being man. a very whatever that word was earlier? Uh, <laughs> I was saying, I was saying to my wife before we started today, I have to be careful not to say manscaping. <laughs> that's what I keep accidentally trying to say, which is a very different thing. <laughs> and it nearly slipped out there. But I got it under good. Uh, yeah, mansplainer. Yeah, no, not manscaper. Yeah. No, I try not to be. Maybe it's yeah, applying to our gender norms. I don't know. What I find uh, with uh, this whole growing up experience, and I've noticed, I can't bring an example at the moment, but I have noticed is I'm now answering questions of like as a parent more than so than anything. I'm answering questions as to grown up when I remember being the child or the le less grown up asking. 
I've been asked by people, That's by my children, a question. And I can remember asking that same question. And it's, yeah, that's what I kind of mean by it all. It's really these stages of growing up. I have to try and think of an example. Would you say you gave the answer you received? On occasions, yes. Uh, on occasions. Ever like the polar opposite? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to think of some examples for you that. Uh, a bit of everything, actually. A bit of everything. I think uh, we'll, we live in a different time to some of the questions that I was asking when I was back then. Uh, like, for instance, the sport side of things. I've got people asking me about the sport uh, or advice with the sport. And I'm giving the polar opposite now because we are just in a different time with the sport. The sport, things have evolved. Whereas there's other uh, lifestones that you're being asked about and you do give the same, uh, the same answer because, you know, it's black and white. It's, it is what it, what it is. Yeah. Do you find you get some questions more than others? Do, do you, are there certain questions you find you're answering all the time? Uh, no, I wouldn't, wouldn't say so. I think uh, as you get older, you can... You, you can almost script some things, uh, especially in business, as you get wider, wiser in business and things like that. I think there's certain scripts that you can turn to and you have like, you, you oh yeah, I've experienced this with you, that kind of person before. And you, it's sort of a default uh, kind of answer. Uh, yes. there's, we're, we're well past it now, but there's a great stage with kids where uh, they, their brain is this sponge that is just asking a question all the time. What's that? The why why that? stage? Yeah, I, why? I, why? I just, I've seen so many parents get so uh, fed up with it, but I just loved it because you could just, yeah, you could just give this Go. sponge information and that. I, I really, really enjoyed that stage. So yeah, that's another example of growing up. I can remember being a kid asking, why is that? Why is this? Why is that? And I, I've now been sat in the chair being asked, why is being this? Why is that? Wise. Yeah, that, that's a good example. Like, for instance, a car, you know, uh, why, why is that on the car? Why is this on the car? And I'm obviously giving the same answers because you know, the car's not really, really changes four wheels and steering wheel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that, so... Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Last few weeks, I've really thought about that the whole the whole growing up stage, and also uh, because uh, my wife turns into a new decade this year. I also turn uh, forty next year, and it's like they just I don't look at age as a thing, uh, but it's certainly a significant thing, isn't it? It's a, oh, yeah, it's, it's a another, milestone. Yeah, and like my my brother and I, we both changed decade in the same year. We're celebrating a ninety. Nice. And it's like that's like wow, it's like yeah, you know, it's crazy. Cool. And is uh, is am I right in saying your wife and her brother are doing the same thing? Yeah, so they're they're oh. born in the O's, the eighty nineties, and my brother and I were born in the eighty ones, seventy ones. So this year they they would be celebrating their seventieth, and yeah, we're doing our ninetieth next year. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'd say on on that topic, I always think about the journey back to childhood when you get very old. Uh, we've recently been dealing with my, my wife's grandparents who have, have got to that very late stage of life. They've been very lucky to live a very full life uh, to the point where they end up needing full-time care again. And it's like this weird regression almost back to childhood where you become fully dependent on someone else to care for you again. Uh, and 
one of the grandmas, the, the, the one who we're, we're kind of experiencing at the minute, she's so resistant to it. And it's so understandable because you just think, I'm a grown up. I don't need anyone to look after me. I've been looking after myself. I raised my kids. I raised my grandkids. Uh, I survived this long. Why do I need you to come and, and look after me? Uh, and that must be, well, we, we, we're not there yet, but that must be a very strange period if you get to that stage where you, know, you physically can't stand up to go to the toilet or something. Yeah, I, I've thought about this a lot because uh, it's what uh, gave my dad a lot of torment, seeing his mother and father grow old uh, mm. and like my grandmother and grandfather, uh, particularly uh, the uh, pride side of things because, uh, you know, uh, may rest in peace. My, my grandmother, she, uh, in her latter years, had quite bad, uh, severe dementia. And uh, you saw her... Her, her proudness disappeared purely because of the, you know, uh, is, is it classed as a disease or a brain? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a disease. It's a Because of it. And uh, my dad just, yeah, he just found a lot with, with a load of other things that really, really difficult to understand. So I, I have contemplated it a lot. And right now, of my young age, I'm like, I ain't having anyone touch me. I ain't having anyone wipe my ass or, Same. you know, I'm, I'm happy checking out, mate. You know, I don't want anything. Uh, but I do wonder, like my grandfather was complete opposite. You could see he had gone through a number of years where like, we used to go around and he hadn't eaten for three days. And he, we're like, Granddad, why don't, why don't you say something? He's like, he was, you know, such a lovely man. And it, it'd be like, don't want to oh, be say, any trouble. I'd say, yeah, we don't be it. And I'd say to Lou, and she's like, shut up, you've eaten every day a full meal. But she just couldn't <sighs> remember. And right. that was the problem. <laughs> uh, so, like, he, she passed first, and then he, he was in the care home. And he was loving it. He was loving it, having all these uh, young Thai birds uh, looking after him and everything else. And it was like, good on you. You know, you've, you've had a bit of a, a tough, tough break uh, for a while. You've seen quite a bit. And uh, good on you. But for me, nah, I, I've made it quite clear to my, my kids. I, I don't want none of that. That's what I said to my wife. I was like, you know, if I'm going down that route first, just do me a favor and finish me off. (laughs) Yeah, please. No, there's just no need. It's, uh, but yeah, like you said, we're we're saying that with our relatively young minds, maybe, maybe we'll soften and change in 20 years. I don't know, but yeah, 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 got to see where that goes. I I find that in that journey so interesting from dependent child independent adult and then in some way or another dependent old person before you go if you're lucky to get that yeah 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 it's uh well it's gonna be an interesting journey for sure for sure and i don't mean to make that all morbid like some people might check in on this and go well that's quite a bit of a morbid i don't find that at all and i've had people say that before when you've gone down that route and that's what i like being able to chat to you and converse with you is you can talk about these things and uh i wonder how many people think about it but don't talk about it because it is it's a it's a bit of a taboo kind of subject isn't it it's Uh, scary and i think yeah I think there's nothing wrong with admitting that, that there's a fear of death because it's the unknown. We really just, you can have all the faith you want in whatever you want, but we really don't know what's on the other side of that curtain until we go there. Uh, and I think they're, 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 that's, that's scary for people. And like we said earlier about putting your head in the sand, you can't see me, I can't see you. Uh, for, for a lot of people, that's just how they cope with it. 
Uh, I find staring it in the face is a bit more interesting. I'd rather have the conversation. I like punching it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you coming yeah. for me? I'm going to chase you away. Well, that's it. To, to each their own on it. But I think it's, it's, a, I think it's the most interesting thing people can kind yeah. of contemplate on because there really is no right answer on it. Yeah. Uh, but therefore, it's, it's just such an open-ended conversation. We can all have an opinion on it, but we really just don't know until we get there. Yeah. And then when we get there, we can't even tell anyone. So No, exactly. It's a bit of, uh, oh. What yes. was that then we said about CC? What do I need to say to her? It wasn't perspective. Uh, point of reference. Point she, of reference. She needs a point of reference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's what that was. Uncle, uncle has said that. I, I remember my baby brother, who's 20 years younger than me. He really has never been <laughs> about point of with a scream. Uh, and he was on the floor when he was maybe one crawling around and he found a magazine and he was doing this to the magazine <laughs> uh, thinking it was an iPad because he had no concept of it being paper uh, and you could just see the visible confusion on his face as he's trying to scroll uh, on this page of a magazine so That's I'm sure funny. she ate that bad <laughs> yeah no no we're not there we're not there well, uh, we're off uh, to celebrate uh, both Lauren's uh, birthday and our uh, anniversary. We're out for a meal tonight. I believe you are out as well, aren't you? Ah, the universe collides so, us once yes. again. You look a lot yeah. more ready for it than I do, so I yeah, better go so, sort myself out. Yeah, you better out. go sort it out. So <laughs> we're, we'll catch up again next week. Everyone, please comment. Tell us that we're doing something. We want some arguments. Come on, bring it. Yes, please Brilliant. tell us how uh, ignorant and arrogant we are. We love it. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see Still you on the next day. one, guys. Peace.